Hello and welcome to the 2K Fancy Premier League podcast. We're on episode 66 and we're looking ahead to game week nine. We're recording this on Saturday evening uh, and it's just under a week until Saturday 21st of October at 11 o'clock when we hit the deadline and Liverpool play Everton. So Kev, how, how, how has your last week been without any fancy football? Well, there's been lots of fantasy football, just not your football. It's nice to take a break from uh, from FPL on these IBs. I don't really watch any of the international break stuff at all. Yeah. Do you? Like, I mean, obviously, if it's like Euros or World Cup, I, I watch like pretty much none of it. Like England's I'm playing similar. somebody or something. Like, obviously, I follow England and I just... Like I don't, I don't care. I, I, I just kind of detach, right? Hope no one gets I'm, injured in my in my squad. Yeah, I, I watched some of the Scotland Spain game because I thought that seemed like felt a bit felt Scotland were a bit unlucky. But uh, yeah, I, what I what yeah, I watched some of that. It was on a really random channel, but uh, I found it eventually. So that's the only thing I've watched. But yeah, I'm like you. I don't, I don't watch a great deal of it. Something. I'm sitting down and something's on. I'll, I'll stick it on, maybe, but I wouldn't go out, out of my way gen- generally to watch it. Yeah. Um, Fuck. I'm, I'm well. I'm I'm still buzzing off last Sunday, mate. Oh, uh, Arsenal. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's it's an interesting. So I was. I, I don't get to that many games, but so I was. I was there, and um, the atmosphere was really good and. It just—I felt like I was at the edge of the seat the whole way through. Really, really enjoyable game to watch, and obviously, obviously, the result helps with that, of course. But I felt, you know, during the time, I was like, "Yeah, this is really—I'm you know, enjoying it," even though it was a bit tense. And then you kind of get home, and then people say, "No, it was a boring game," and there was a sort of lucky deflected goal, and you go, "It's kind of quite interesting because I guess as a neutral, not you know, there wasn't lots of shots. It was quite tactical. It was Arsenal slowed slowed the game down, but actually." The atmosphere in the stadium really made the match, and you kind of forget sometimes, particularly if you don't go go to as many many games as I used to. You kind of forget how good it is to be in the stadiums for certain games, and that was certainly a game you want to be in the stadium for. But yeah, uh, certainly a nice way to break for the inter- international break, anyway. Totally, man. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm high, right? Yeah, yeah, finishing a high. Um, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm realistic. I'm still not convinced Man City won't win the league, but it's nice to have beaten them. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty big for you guys. Also, your, just your spirits, I would think, and confidence. And I mean, I think if anyone in the league has the squad to actually beat Man City, it would be you. I, th- I, know, I think most people would, would say that as well. But I think... Yeah. Uh, I, sorry if you hear my dog going nuts for some reason, but uh, I think if um, uh, I think you asked like last year, I wouldn't have thought you had a chance. Like when the when the uh, armor started to crack, it was sort yeah. of like you could just I don't know. You just every I think everyone deep down was like, yeah, City are going to take this. They're just going to steamroll past them. Part of it was like you guys had a really uh, easy opening first, like easy fixtures at the beginning and then just like took the lead because not just because of that, but in, in a part of it because of that and never looked back for like three quarters of the season. 
and whatever happened happened man but that but that was like a big experience for your squad which is where i was going to go up and kind of rambled away there but like your squad got a lot of experience there then they added yep. like declan rice and like legit depth uh in other areas too and like you know david raya and stuff so i i feel like your squad getting that experience plus adding rice it's to me like i think you guys have the best defense in the league like including man city but obviously them not having rodri is just like it's not even fair <laughs> to compare that game right i mean if they had rodri you know i i think my i would have put my money on city but them not having rodri is fucking massive i mean and you we, guys you guys ended up having rice and he wasn't guaranteed to play like you know no right rice was fit. it was it was Saka okay. didn't play i mean interesting obviously i was very worried about Saka not playing and one of my reflections of sort of getting to the game was Saka's not there, but at least Martinelli's on the bench because I felt right, like right. you kind of need at least one of them playing because I think Saka, no Saka, no Martinelli. We definitely looked a lot better second half with Martinelli on and it was part, I didn't appreciate, appreciate it at the time, but Trossard actually got a knock rather than the tactical move. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think, I think like it sucks you didn't have Saka, but like, no offense, he's not the most important player. Oh. Wow, how do I put it? Like they they didn't have De Bruyne, right? So for you not to have Saka, I'd be like, yeah, well they didn't have De Bruyne. Like them not having Rodri is a bigger blow than you not having Saka to me. Like them not having Rodri was like their midfield just fucking is not the same. Like he's the best CDM in the league, maybe the world. I don't know enough about all the other clubs in the world, but like to me, he he's the best central midfielder in the game in terms of like defensive minded. And can transition to attack. I just, I just, I, I think that wouldn't even be like a bold statement to make, right? Like, I think most people would probably think that. Okay. No, no, yeah, no, no fair enough. Um, and actually, it links to the key team news, which, which I'll come to in a second. So, in terms of what I think we'll cover today, Kev. Yeah, what the fuck? News? What was that? We just spent like 10 minutes on. Is that what this pod's going to be? Because <laughs> it's been so long. I, I don't even remember anything. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, well, wait. We were all gonna it was like Son versus Mo Salah captaincy and all that. Okay, yeah, I'm back. I remember now. <laughs> I'm back. Um I'm gonna start us with some team news. Well, in fact, I'll start with testing Kev to see if he knows anything about anything about the game. But uh I'll do key team news, uh clean sheet odds, touch very briefly on fixtures, we'll do captain differentials, question of the week, and then we have some questions from our our listeners just in terms of the questions uh we typically have asked them on the slack channel for, for anyone that doesn't know that's linked to the uh fancy football geek uh run by uh geek himself or or john or better known as john uh perhaps it's the the other way around um and our plan is to actually put it on twitter or apparently it's now known as x uh so we so i'm hoping that all our very good listeners who put questions on Slack channels have some sort of X or Twitter account and can add some comments and questions on our Twitter profiles. Because I think it'd be good for us to sort of raise that profile a bit more. Uh, I think I have access to that, so I will try my best. I'm not really an expert in how it works, but I do drop like the clean sheet odds every week, which I think are helpful for people. And yeah. if people have any other ideas or stuff I can drop in as the as as the week goes through and things that people might find helpful, I'm yeah, really open to that. But I guess the key message is going forward, we would like people to drop them on Twitter for us, please. It's just for so, us to get more awareness from new people, ultimately. Yeah, 
Exactly. We're not not going to be on Slack anymore and shit. It's just for questions. We'll just move it to Twitter. I don't know how their algorithm shit works, but maybe it gets it in front of more people if more people are writing on there. I don't know. And then potentially yeah. more people listen to us, I guess. I don't, know. Is, I don't really get it. That is some sort of theory, and let's see if it works, eh? So, so I've already mentioned about the deadline in the first game is Liverpool versus Everton. Key team news. So, Rodri will be back for Man City, and they lost all three games domestically that he wasn't playing. Um, now, to be fair, one was Newcastle away and one was Arsenal away, so probably two of the harder fixtures they would get, right? But one was was also Wolves away. Yeah, but that's, a, that's like a clear... How are they with and without Rodri? Well, without Rodri, they're fucking 0-3. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it doesn't um, matter who they played. And it's interesting you mentioned De Bruyne. So I looked because there was a there was some stuff going around on the Slack channel that De Bruyne was back and that'll be the end of Alvarez. I was like, really? Like, a, I'm not sure it would be the end of Alvarez. No, he started so, with De Bruyne in that cup match. Yeah, and the also, first game of the year versus Burnley. And I was also like, I didn't realize De Bruyne, De Bruyne was back so soon, and it was like game week 17, which is like back in back end of December, according to the game. So now there might be another update that I've missed, but I've so I've looked on the I just looked on the FPL, and it says that time. For me, it's interesting when you talk about De Bruyne earlier. I kind of don't think it's going to sound sound a bit odd. Mm -hmm. I don't think he plays for Man City anymore. But what I mean by that is, in my mind, he's finished because I feel like this injury. It's just he's just not not going to recover from it and be either he's not going to stay fit or he just won't be the same player. I could could be wrong, but I feel like it's just really bad news for him because he's had the same injury like two or three times now. It's yeah. just recurring. So anyway, that that's so I I kind of don't see him as a as a player for them any, anymore. Which is anyway, that's just how how I see it. Um, like an FPL pick player or a player at all? Player at all. Player at all. Okay. I just don't. I just don't think we'll see him very, very much again for Man City. That's just my gut feeling. Okay. Which is a shame because obviously been a fantastic player, but I just think he's. I think that. I think that injury has just finished him off. Um, so in terms of Arsenal, Saka's still injured. He obviously missed that game we talked about before. Strangely, he rocked up to England to prove that he wasn't fit. Um, I still have Saka, and I assume others do as well. So we we'll keeping our eye on see if he's going to mm. be fit for that Chelsea game. As I mentioned before, Trossard was injured. And I guess the bigger one, Kev, or there yep. may be less people have them now, is Saliba got a toe injury and, and was out of the French. Didn't, didn't, hasn't played for France. So hopefully he's fit. I didn't even from, know that. Yeah, yeah. He got us. Yeah. He must have picked up towards the end of the game because I think he played the whole match. Um, Phantom IB injury? What do you think? I'd put that at like 90%. That's just to get him out of the international break, let him get some rest injury. Well, it's kind of interesting because I guess he hasn't played that much for France, and you kind of think he'd want to get a bit more experience who's, who's under his belt. Like, are they already in the Euros? Like, are these are they playing like countries that you've heard of ten times in your life? Countries? Uh, I I haven't gone to that much research, but yeah, you you, you could be right. I mean, he'll either play or he won't, right? But it's uh, yeah, so it's it's one to keep an eye on. But yeah, it's perhaps it is worth a bit of research of who they played. I'll I'll try and have a look later when you're where. where when you're chatting about something else, um, Moreno still doesn't seem to be fully fit for Villa, and it says he's still got like some sort of hamstring injury. Still have him on both my draft benches since waiting wait to go game week one, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for my secret weapon. Jesus. Um, but anyone still has Botman? I think a few people will. Uh, I got him. I think a lot of people still have him. Yeah, 
so we're waiting his fitness. So I hope. I, I, I think the rumor is that you know the sense was he will be back after international oh, break. So sixteen percent owned. They must have price froze him. Yeah, he's still four point seventy. He hasn't gone down, has he? So he's six hundred and forty-five um, negative. This net transfers out this week, and he hasn't dropped. I, I yeah. mean, I, I, some guys they, 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 they. I think it makes sense that they do these price freezes on. Otherwise, it's like fuck. Everyone's just Botman drops to like four point two or something. That would just be stupid. Yeah, that, that often happens. A player that breaks out. They get injured. Their price may maybe drops point one at most, but it doesn't it doesn't fall back even below where where they started, no. or even to where they started. Um, Astupanen is out till game week eleven, according to the to the app. So clearly, one to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's been Lamperty. dropped a bit. Sorry, He's actually dropped. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't he, since that start of the season. He's not been as good, has he? But maybe, maybe it's this injury. And Brighton don't really keep clean sheets either, so I'm, no, I'm not right. quite. I'm not sure. He still as good as looks really attacking, and he, and he pops off with like a fat XG or something. And I mean, yeah. when you watch, you're like, "There's no fucking way this guy's not my team at at five million. You know, no, fair and then their their fixture run just gets so good again too. Like he's just. I, I'm I'm barely certain we're all just gonna have him straight back in. If he's back in game week eleven and it's like Everton, Sheffield United, Forest, like yeah. Okay, well I mean Kev, well we're kind of answering the questions, so we'll jump into it. So one of Sandy Radford's questions, he's given us four questions, so thank you for that. What are your plans for Stupidin? I mean I mean he's like one of the players of the season, I think. So so for you, as soon as you know he's fit, he's back in the team. Is is it simple well, as that? It's not as simple as that because <clears throat> I need to fucking sell a mid to get a third forward potentially. And, you know, oh, shit, we all need to get Saka back in now. And, you know, oh, uh, oh you know, uh, I don't know. Some other players fucking has to be had for his run. So there's tons of other shit that could be going on too. But, yeah, I guess it's sort of like who would you sell for a stupid end as well? Like, Bottom. You think so? For me, well, it's Botman or Udogi. I mean, I'm clicking oh, I on Botman, and it's just a sea of green besides Arsenal for fixtures. So, like, why would I? As I, it... yeah, Udogi. This, I see. I didn't even want Udogi. It's because it's like a stupid and got hurt, and then I was like, "Fuck, who should I? I guess I have to get Udogi." And he actually, he got me six points, so whatever. And his fixtures are all green as well, right? I, it's sort of like. For me, he'd he'd almost be like my fifth D now. His cash I, isn't going anywhere, right? I'm assuming everyone has cash. I think I mean cash looks the most attacking player. I mean, I've got Trippier at the moment. So if I keep Trippier, yeah. I mean, Trippier to a Stupinen could be a move for me if I decide that Trippier's sort of like I mean Trippier, since he's played for me, is at eight, eighteen, twelve, and six. I'm like He's doing really yeah. well for me, so I should probably oh, keep him at the moment. Great. I think it's also, though, like, yeah, he's being great, but the Ar- other Arsenal D have also been, you know, not as great, obviously, because Trippier keeps getting these assists, but, like, not far off. Not not two million off. And that that's where I that's where my mind keeps coming back to with Trippier. Like, I know he looks great right now, but, like, there's going to be a week or two in a row where he doesn't get an assist, and you're like, why am I paying two million more? For this guy over Shar or Dunk or uh, 
Well, I mean, you, so he's got 46 points over those matches. Okay. Shaw yeah. uh -huh. has got 21. Okay. And Byrne has Didn't got... Shar miss points or miss a match? No. Uh, Byrne has got 25. And obviously, Botman missed a match and he's got 21. So he's outscored the right. other defenders by 20 odd points. So I don't know. That that's that's like five or six points a week. That's pretty good. I hear what you're saying, dude, but like there will be a time where he's gonna it if I had Trippier, I wouldn't sell him, but I wouldn't buy him. I don't think he's worth two million more, like indefinitely. There's gonna be a four week period where like the what's just happened where he's had his attacking returns and it's like fuck, dude, of course he's better. But then there's going to be like a two-week period where he doesn't get any assists or anything. And you're like, why oh, okay. am I paying yeah. more, right? So like... The, the, just... There's a little bit of what... I mean, what you're saying, if you went for Trippier now, you're chasing points that have already happened. And that good one and has happened like to some extent. 6'9 now. I yeah. just... I think like if you got him at 6'5 and, and you were right, I was wrong, whatever, that's fine. I also like got other points that you didn't get with the 2 million. And also had a Newcastle D. So, I mean, the clean sheet shit's a write-off. Yeah, you got some assists from Trippier and bonus points, though. But, like, I also got Mo Salah points. I don't think you have Mo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it all fucking... Like, how? where, where are you spending the money? Where aren't you spending the money? It's it's not so simple, man. It's not very simple. There, there's a couple players right now where there's, like, very differing opinions. And, like, obviously, they're good players. They're just, like, hard to get in your team with the other good players. And you're sort of picking A or B. I think Mo's being better to own than Trippier so far. I think having Mo versus not having Mo has been more beneficial than having Trippier over another Newcastle D. And I know not, that's not all you get if you don't have Mo, but th that, that's that's a big that's a big like other side of the discussion on Trippier or not Trippier though. It's probably having Mo or not or some other stud or not. It's yeah. really fucking hard to answer this without pulling out a flow chart and like pulling down a fucking blackboard and putting my little tiny glasses on and like spending 35 minutes, like explaining exactly who's better. Let's <laughs> get, let's get that. I, I, I want to do this flow chart. It sounds fun. <laughs> well, um, like, okay, if I went trippier, I wouldn't have done this and I wouldn't yeah, have him, but I would have him instead. And this week I would have captained this guy differently. And like, there's a lot of fucking moving parts to having trippier. And I know, I mean, again, some people yeah. will have Trippier and Mo, but then they won't have so-and-so. I mean, the, and and, it, and I think my team value isn't too horrendous. So, my team value I mean, is horrible. I think your team value is not horrendous because you wildcarded early. So you sort of avoided the Baldock, Mubama, fucking, like, everyone in our, in our team that you weren't focused on dropping 0.2, 0.1. <laughs> yeah. So you're like ahead of everyone that didn't wildcard early by like a million just because of that. I mean, in, I mean, it'd still be a big hit, but I think in, yeah. The, the, I think the, you got the, trips, you're good. If you don't have trips, you're good. Like, but there is a world where I can have a back three of Cash, Trippier, Udogi, uh -huh. and then a midfield of Saka, Diaby, Salah, Madison, uh -huh. and up front, Alvarez, Haaland, and Hoyland. Okay. That's cool. All right. But then I have... Where's I Watkins? Have like, sorry? Where's Watkins, dude? You're going to have someone not there, right? That's my point. Yeah, you're going to have, you're gonna have someone not there. not have Watkins right now. 
I don't have walk-ins. I'd love walk-ins, but my point is like it's we're just fucking chasing the dragon this season, man. Like I was thinking, uh, Yaniv, one of the other contributors, he he had like everyone got injured for him to like he started with Son and he was on left wing, had to deal with that and had to like he just had like a bunch of shit go against him and like had to hit wild card in like game week three or something. I can't remember what week it was. And then now yeah. all of a sudden everyone's moving to Mo and everyone's moving back to Son and he's like fuck, dude. And like everyone's got walk-ins now and he's just like it's like eight steps behind. Because of this, because of what happened to him, and I was thinking—I haven't said this to him or anything—but I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, "You almost need to like just skip the next trend and move to the one after, and get back up to speed with everyone. Like, skip us all having Son right now, because you know, one day we just won't care about Son anymore for for whatever reason, and, and you know, and it will be—it'll be like, well, you must have three forwards, and you must sell a Spurs mid to to do that." So just get to there. Don't even get Son. Just skip that part and get to the part where we're all selling Son and like, you know, otherwise you're going to be taking like a minus eight every three weeks. And I think we're all kind of facing that a bit. Like, how do I get Trippier? How do I get Mo? How do I get Son? Oh shit. Now I need a bunch of Villa players. Um, and I've already used my wild card. So how do I do that? And three weeks from now, it's like, oh fuck, uh, Man United is playing Luton and Sheffield United in like two weeks. So how am I going to get Bruno and... Holland, Hodgland, and whoever. And then it's going to be like, oh, fuck, no, man, City's playing Luton. How do I get triple City? <laughs> it's just going to be we're like fucking running around like crazy this season, dude. Seriously. The template's just like aggressively changing while also having like three variances to the template. Like one variance has Trippier, one has Mo, one has this. And it's like, we're all just fucking like, how do I get everybody? Right. And it's just sort of like, well, that's how it should be. Yeah. Though. It, it, it should be the case. You have to sort of take the rough with the smooth. I think, I think what it's going to prove is going to be very hard to get lots of green arrows in a row this season. I think you're it's, it's, there's also going to be weeks where you're like, I'm not going to be able to have the bandwagon guy that everyone's going to captain against Sheffield United this week. Like it's, I just can't do that with my team without taking like hits for three straight weeks. Like, and you just have to be okay with it. And it's going to be, and you're going to be fucked that week. And then two weeks later, some other guy's going to be fucked because he doesn't have the guy you have. And and yeah. they're going to have to have to be okay with that. And that's sort of where we're at, right? I think we really got to look at like Sheffield United, Luton, and be like, who plays these guys for the next like eight weeks? And do I have them all? <laughs> yeah. Because that's Agreed. where we're, that's what like uh, FPL, you know, people that give a fuck world are going to be talking about for like the next 10 weeks. It's like, oh shit. Uh, like, look what just happened with Spurs, right? They played Luton, and we all have three Spurs. Well, guess what? Now someone else is going to play Luton. And by the way, Luton actually doesn't ship that many goals. I don't know if we haven't figured that out yet. They're let, letting in, like, one goal, two goals. Yet we're all tripling up on them. Like, Sheffield United is who we need to be targeting, I think. But anyway. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because I've got Hoyland and Fernandez for some reason in my team. So, there you go. I can, so I can, I'm ready, ready for that match. Um, Did they play them this week? Yeah, yeah, it's this week. Is it, I mean... Sorry, let, let me finish team news because we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there. So, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so Lamperty was kind of a, a popular cheapy. He's also got <laughs> He's made of glass, dude. We knew that the whole fucking time. I like I did. My brother had Lamptey, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "When did you get Lamptey?" Like, dude, he's made out of crisps. Like, actually, Crisp, like, sorry, not glass. Sorry, they've got okay. A stupid is injured. They don't even play on the same side. I don't think. Plus, like, they they play in Europe. Lamptey's not going to be playing all these fucking minutes. 
I, the, the reality is there isn't a good 3-9. I've got Kabore at four. He sucks or just didn't play for no reason, right? You got Charlie Taylor, who seems to be nailed. He didn't start the first couple of weeks, so obviously he's not 100% nailed. Like, he's he, he has risk, too. It just doesn't seem that way right now. Like, none of them are great. Yeah, I mean, that, but you just, they just, but you hope you don't come to that. It's kind of, you hope they just sit on your bench and don't play anyway. You want um, them at least playing, though. Like, I think Kabore, I, uh, I mean, Charlie Taylor is definitely why well, I'm going this week. Do you? I'm assuming it was tactical for Spurs, is my only thought. I think he got dropped earlier in the season as well. So I don't think he's because we talked because I remember you asking me about this on your wild card, and I said, you know, he didn't start in game week four, but he played 19 minutes. He just didn't even play a minute this week. Yeah, he started I, I, every other game. But that's the point is he 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 did miss that game, and it's like so. There's obviously it's either it's a it, who did they play game week four? They played West Ham at home, so I don't know whether there's a you know West Ham. And Spurs, the two hardest home games they've had. So maybe there's a link there. Their fixtures are just fucking straight red. But I, I can't use a fix, uh, transfer on this guy. What am I going to do? Use a transfer on this guy? I got to like turn a spur into a third forward. How am I going to do that? Mess around with Kabore. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You want Team news. Let's finish it, Chris. Come on. At this rate, I'll, I'll, I'll still be going on about this in two hours' time. Um, So Matoma has fatigue, apparently. Um, Didn't know that. Uh, Palmer had a knock. Jackson's got some sort of wrist injury. If anyone's still got that guy, uh, Gapo knee injury. I guess is more relevant for if you're like me and thinking a non-Salah player because Gapo out being injured makes kind of reduces the uh, choice uh, for the other players. So it gives you more chance, well, more minutes for Diaz and who uh, in your Darwin. Team news, who in your team news is like seriously injured? Because I don't, I don't uh, trust any of this shit till with an IB. Barnes is out to the end of the year. Is 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 that okay. good enough for you? happy with that uh, there you go yeah i mean i'm uh, not happy with that but yeah that's like legit news that's uh, one year's out till game week 11 so that kind of rules him out as a bit of a punt for this week because they've got um they have got luton at home there you go or not, that is luton <laughs> um Isaac has got some sort of. I'm really confused now because, like, Isaac's got a groin injury. Wilson's fit, and I thought it was the other way around last week. So <laughs> kind of like, got a brace and looked amazing. <laughs> so what is going on? I was like, it's just like bullshit yeah. news. So they don't play. Yeah. Like, honestly, man, like this is international I, break. Fucking team news is just pointless. Yeah, and return from travels. Uh, you got like Darwin and Diaz, which we kind of know from last time, may not start that game on saturday purely because of uh the distance in which they're that's, traveling back for internationals that's good that's like a good piece of news to share because i don't know if everybody realizes that i'm sure they do but if somebody doesn't like those two guys we already know just didn't start because they just had the early match and now they have it again and they also get back late again so like them starting is like very slim but we get the leak probably so, so that's the news. I had 15 bits of news item, and Kev said only one was of any use. So I apologize for the other 14. Uh, in terms of clean sheet odds, we have uh, Newcastle, 50% home to Crystal Palace. They're the only one in the 50s. And then we've got uh, five teams in the 40s. So Forest, 48% home to Luton. So it's all about Luton. Liverpool, 45% at home to Everton. Manchester United, 44% away at Sheffield United. Brentford. 42% at home to Burnley, and then Tottenham, 41% at home to Fulham. 
in terms of fixtures, so this looks sort of looking adding up the sort of the greens and the reds that Kevin was talking about earlier. Villa top our chart on 13, so they kind of got um, that means they've got five twos and the three. Uh, then you've got West Ham just behind them on 14, and then Burnley on 15, and no one's going Burnley. And then there's a few teams on 16, which includes uh, Liverpool, Newcastle, Arsenal, and Brighton. But the the team with the, by far the worst fixtures on 22 is Chelsea. So mm. all, if you haven't sold them, you'll be selling them fairly quickly. Followed closely by well, and then Man City are, are 19. So they're not million miles behind, but, but they are three points behind, which is quite a big gap. So Chelsea got really bad fixtures. Uh, what is the then, second column? There's a second column is the next four game weeks. Oh, okay. So, so I've looked at the last next six, but I've also I also sometimes look at the next four, but I guess that's kind of less critical for me at the moment. So I meant yes, yeah, so I should have been clear. The fixtures I read out are for the next six game weeks, but I also can't can't uh, calculate the next four, which okay. Kev can also see those numbers. Um, I captain Kev, what's the plan for captain? I mean, for me, I guess it's Salah or Haaland, right? We're, no one's going to go Spurs right. at home to Fulham I, and be burnt twice. I know twice. Mo just had a good week and Haaland's playing, but this is how I'm thinking of it, dude. Brighton, okay. Watkins just got five fucking returns versus them, and then Mo just got two. And Holland's about to play them. Like it's Holland, and it's the who are they playing? Brighton's going to attack City, which you know, no other team really does like that. And they're just going to be like, "Fuck it, we're going to attack them." <laughs> City's going to be like, "Okay, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> let's see how many goals we can get." Because I could expect a shitload of goals. I mean, I wouldn't. Would you want to? I, I think if any premium type player is about, is playing Brighton now, they're like a serious captaincy shout because. Brighton's gonna just leave the back open while they attack. Yeah, it's yeah, and and interesting what you said because the clean sheet odds for this game are Man City thirty six percent, Brighton nine percent, and yeah, I guess quite because I guess if you said this at the start of the season, you go well, Man City home to Brighton, that's that'll be a good clean sheet odds. But yeah, as you say, the you know people recognise that Brighton are so attacking, it makes their clean sheet odds poor, but also yeah. they will score on anyone. I mean, Man City don't get many home games without really good clean sheet odds. So and you've a... also got like, okay, look at look at Holland in the last two games. XG of zero and 0 0.06, 0 0.17 XA and 0 0.03. I know he, you know, before those two games, he didn't really blank. I mean, he had one other blank. Those are two games. Rodri wasn't in the fucking team, man. That that yeah. that guy like makes that team click, like not just defensively, but in transition to the offense, right? Like. This this could be a weird week where you know Mo just went big and he's about to play Everton at home and it looks so juicy on paper and to me it's just like it's this is a this is a Holland week. This is not a week I'm going against Holland. This is still a, a league where it's a perma cap Holland season and you got to pick your battles when you want to go against him and him versus fucking Brighton with Rodri back in the lineup. At home is not a week I'm going to go against them. I mean, I don't have Salah, as you pointed out earlier. Um, if I did, I probably would still captain Haaland. I mean, I was look, so I'm looking at my yeah. team. I do have Haaland, Foden and Alvarez. So part of me thinks, actually, if I had Salah, I'd like to put the captain arms ban on to sort of spread the risk. But then I think in that reality, I wouldn't have Foden and Alvarez, if that kind of makes sense. So um, uh -huh. I, I just... Third... I, Spurs have Fulham, maybe. I mean, maybe. But I just feel I feel like you're burning yourself on what's just happened. I mean, nah. 
Not Paul, for me. By the way, Fulham's like keeping cleans every week. So they're not this attacking oh, team. Oh, apart like from against last, last week. week. I mean, well, well not last two weeks. That yeah. blooming Sheffield United game when they literally it sounded, it sounded like a quite lucky goal when Sheffield, Sheffield United weren't even in the match and somehow scored. But that's how it goes sometimes, isn't it? Oh, you have... Um, I have Leno. Leno. I have Leno. I mean, I didn't even know that. If you and me, would you start Leno or Ariola? Buddy, we're on captaincy percentages. What are you playing at? Well, you mentioned Leno, so I'm <laughs> going to ask you the question. Uh, I don't even know who they have. Who do they? Well, Fulham versus so Spurs. Leno away at Tottenham. He's got 14 percent chance, and West Ham are away at oh. Villa with 20 percent chance. No one's keeping a clean sheet. Ariola. Okay. Well, I'm going to Leno, but that's interesting. Okay. Sorry. Really? On captaincy. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I think that I think that's done. I mean, I think you've made your point. Harlan's I agree I think I think Harlan's the way to go. I agree with you that Brighton seemed the weak the weak link. Yeah, um, like they're a great team. They're like very exciting to watch, but they just seem to leave themselves exposed at the back, and it seems to be like the other team's like superstar that's punishing them, like Mo I'm, Watkins. It's a shame it's a three o'clock oh. kickoff because I I mean I think it'd be really interesting. Well, well, I guess there is ways of watching it, but um it'd be an interesting game to watch because they only played each the last time they played each other at the end of the last season when Man City had won the league. So you didn't really see what's Man City versus, but you know, what does that look like as a game? Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. So I think it'll be really, I'm, I'm surprised they've not picked it up on the UK television because I just think that's a, I think it'll be a cracking game. Um, so, Kev, question of the week yep. for you. Uh huh. Which midfielder has got the most assists in the game? We'd like to have a think about that while we do some different Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've actually got three differentials. I'm in a bit greedy this week. Um, but I'll start my first one, which actually links to a question. So my first one is Simicas, 4.4, owned. So I guess that links to a bit of team news I didn't mention earlier, which was Robertson got a knock for Scotland in the Spain game that I, I was watching. And if he's out for a while, I think that's an interesting route into the Liverpool team. But links to a question that we have from Carl Hossman. Do you think the Liverpool defence is worth investing in for their upcoming good run of fixtures, even though they have struggled for clean sheets so far, which is kind of the point? And then his further question, which links to my sort of uh, differential. Thoughts on Simicus at 4.4 million if Robinson is confirmed out for an extended period? So I guess... I'm not convinced by Liverpool defence in any shape or form. I, I The only reason why I like... Simicastle would even go Trent is for the attacking returns. I wouldn't back them for clean sheets at the moment. And I just think it's... And I think the problem with Liverpool is they're the only players that you could look at is Robertson, if he's injured, Simicus, Trent and uh, Van Dijk, because no one else seems to be that secure in that starting line either. I guess if you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely like Alisson. I mean... I mean, you I mean, just Allison, named four of their D. What he is. Sorry, you said the only ones I would look at are these guys, and you named like all of them, but Kanade. Yeah, I, I think. The, <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, but what I forgot to add is, I think Van, Van Dyke's a lot for six million quid. That's a lot of money for six million quid. I don't think yeah, Robinson three, three years money. ago six million is like an unreal price for him. Yeah, it was, but he's not keeping a clean sheets enough. No, he's not. I mean, I mean, you were talking before. As you wildcarded, that you fear you feared that Trent would become essential at some point. Yeah, like there was a yeah. 
what do you call it? Fucking Spider Verse or whatever universe, multiple universe where yeah, all of a sudden Trent became like Trent had like a big game last week and everyone hits their wild wild card in game week nine and game week ten and it's like God, I have Trent for these fixtures and I wild carded a week earlier and I'm like I can't get I can't get there now because of the way I set my team up was sort of what I was getting at, but doesn't seem to be the case. He's still expensive as fuck, right? I, I think even if he had a big game this week, he'd be like, eh, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd go Trippier over him, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, the, I, think, the I think I would go Trippier over him as well. I mean, as yeah. much as Trippier is expensive, he's still a million cheaper. I, I suppose that brings me to the point, though. If, if Simicast is you no, know, if Robertson's out for enough weeks, yeah? Yeah. I think I would, I think I would be very tempted by Simicast. If you knew his nail, because he's because because we know he's attacking when he plays, and at four point four, at least it gets you into that. And I, I don't know, I think I'll be. Yeah, a bit of fun. He, he was taking all the corners. I don't know if he would now that Zobo's there. I, I don't think he. I don't know because I was shocked he took all the corners instead of Trent when he came on for Robertson last year. Because I was kind of viewed Trent as this like. You know, after De Bruyne, like the best crosser in the league kind of guy. And then, he, then this fucking guy I've never heard of a year ago comes on and he's like, oh, actually, this guy's the better crosser. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He's going to take I mean, all the corners, not Trent, who we also have on our team. I just, that like threw me off. Well, the, one thing I'm certain of is if Robertson's out for a while, Simicast yeah. will be in every single wild, wild card. So here's my, here's my hesitation with it. it like, it, how long does Robertson have to be out? Because at some point you like will have a non playing Simicast in your team. That's going to be a transfer out. And these D transfers are sort of a pain six in the weeks. ass. It's, it's six weeks long, long, man. Does that include another international break? Uh, like, is, like six weeks is long, but it's not long. I guess. So, 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 so to be clear, I don't know. There's no room. There's no information on his injury. But if he was out for six weeks, I think I'd do it. It's kind of my. What, what my day is it today? The fourteenth. So we're talking about the end of November. So that brings yeah. you to game week thirteen. So nine, ten, yeah. eleven, twelve, thirteen. So five games, and one of them City away, which is actually the fifth game. So you have Everton, Forest, Luton, Brentford, and then it'd be like, fuck, I gotta Man City, and then and, and then I'll get rid of yeah. this guy now. I'll give you Fulham and I'll give you Fulham and Sheffield Sheffield United United in there as well, Kev. I'll give you till mid December. Give so you that. Robo doesn't Robo doesn't play. So Robo's actually seven eight weeks. He's not six weeks now, just because yeah. those fixtures look juicy. Yeah, well, I guess I guess we're talking through how long does he need to be out for? It sounds like a couple of months, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, Simicast plays and gets an assist first game he'll be on all the wild cards but also like they probably won't keep a clean sheet so let's say they keep zero clean sheets through all this is it worth the transfer that's going to be looming at some point do you think like how many attacking returns does he need to get with zero potential clean sheets i mean let's say they get one clean sheet like he needs yeah. an assist to pay it off i mean for you and i he's two transfers yeah. And don't, don't. Um, he's not high enough up my priority list yet. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I would probably go for it. And I think on a wild card at 4.4, 4, yeah. I know he sounds like a pain to get rid of at some point, but you get him at 4.4, 4, you'll probably go up a little bit. And then he's probably worth 4.5. Perhaps you'll be able to swap him for someone else. I, I think I'd go for it. It's a bit of fun. 
But mate, uh, so you're you just saying if you're on wild card though, like you're not actually going to go for him because the other thing is like if you don't do it this week, now all of a sudden you only have four games, then it's three games. And yeah. I mean, to be fair, Robertson's probably fine, right? He's probably be fit, and it's all it's all it's all the mute point. But yeah, I mean, it clearly only works if he's injured. So, and yeah. we've no idea how long. We're just randomly playing some uh, theories there. Um, so I've got two other differentials. One's actually in my team already. So Hoyland, 7.26.4%. That's a good uh, price. Sorry? It's a decent price. I thought he was more expensive than that. Yeah, he was. He was, was I think he was stepping. We started the game at seven, I think. He's gone up. Um, I mean, obviously, Man United haven't looked, haven't been very, very good so far. And he's not actually scored a goal yet in the Premier League. Right. But he, did, but he, but he, but he wants to look good, good, good in the Champions League match. But... Their fixtures, they've got four of the next five are good and one's bad. So they've got Sheffield, Sheffield United away, yeah. as we just mentioned. Man City at home, which is the bad game. Then they've got Fulham away, Luton at home, Everton away. So I've kind of got him for that run. Sure. Um, and the other reason why I got him in is, hmm, so I know I said to you, I've now got Holland and Bruno, which sounds a bit too much Man United, United for given how bad they've been. Yeah, But he's a nice alternative to Bruno in my head. Right, so you can so now can... sell Bruno or something if you want. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where where my head's at, uh, and that's kind of how I end, ended up with him anyway. And I thought, let's see how he gets on against Sheffield United. Obviously, he didn't do anything for me against Brentford at home, which I hoped he would have done. And when they scored two late goals, I wasn't expecting it to be McTominay with um, and, and the only assist coming from M- Maguire. But it, there you go. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, so you uh, prefer him to Darwin. Um, two point point two less. I I don't necessarily prefer him to Darwin. I just think I prefer him to Bruno, and I think I'm leaning Diaz over Darwin. Okay, but I can still move to both either. Yeah, well, I just I mean, there's only three forwards. Everyone's gonna have Holland. I mean, I guess some people aren't, but I mean, so I'm, I'm gonna have Holland. Then there's then there's uh. After that, it's Alvarez and Watkins seem to be like tier two. And then the next tier is uh, like taking a punt on a guy, Hodgland or Darwin, or I guess that's probably it. Maybe a Newcastle forward at some point. Be like round out. If you can guess which which one's going to be fit. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to me, I mean, do, do you you have Alvarez, right? Like, I, I like to me. Yeah, I, everyone I, seems to be abandoning Alvarez, and I'm like, he's cheaper and like better than all these guys. That, you know, I, I, for me, it's Haaland, Alvarez, and then and then the third. Yeah. I mean, I really like Diaby, so for me, Sterling to Diaby is probably my move. And then with that money, I can move Hoyland to Darwin if I wanted to. You know how earlier when I was like, oh, Yanov, as an example, uh, might have to like just skip this round of template and like try to get to the next one before everyone else to catch up i'm torn on Watkins because he's just fucking flying up in price right and yep. uh i can get to him next week with a double move because i'm gonna roll this week yep. and then i'm like oh, he's gonna probably be like another 0.2.3 by then when i'm doing this move unless i move early in the week or whatever um and then i'm but then part of me is like or I could just skip Watkins because I'm sure at some point everyone will move off him again, right? As this game keeps changing when when uh, their run ends. And I already have Diaby and I have Cash. Maybe maybe if like Kudas comes into West Ham, I move over there, like t- like take on an extra West Ham instead of Villa or something, right? Because they're they're two. Sorry, 
I should elaborate on that. Uh, Villa and West Ham, their really good run seems to almost be identical. Yeah, it is. Which is yeah. why they're at the top of your list. So, like, and I don't think we're going to have six Villa and West Ham players, right? So you're sort of like picking units of those six. And I'm, I already have three with Ward Prowse and the two guys I mentioned. So, like, if I'm going to sell a spur down to a midfielder to move Archer up to a third forward, like, is it going to be eight point whatever Watkins or is it going to be a Darwin or a Hodgland and have one of those tier three guys instead yeah, of it? So, like, I'm torn on this. And I think everybody's just saying, like, of course Watkins, right? But like the game changes so much by the time I actually do this move, I, I almost feel like I have to have an open mind. Like maybe it isn't Watkins. Like don't don't lock that in cement yet. Like I, like I think in my head, percent it. Don't a hundred percent it. I think you convinced me before that Diaby's just as good as Watkins. It's but he got hurt, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, if he hasn't got hurt, I mean, but but I mean, but he, then he played the last game and then he went off. But it sounds like he's fine. So I right. mean, Diaby's the guy. For, I mean, this week's interesting, right? Because. Whatever team you've got, you've probably got good fixtures, right? I'm sitting here, right? I don't have a West. I don't have a a West Ham player a, attacker. I mean, I don't have a Villa attacker. I don't have a Liverpool attacker. But I'm still look, looking at my team, going, yeah. "Well, they've got decent fixtures. I got like, obviously, it's because I got Every, two Man United players." Everyone playing at home is weird. I have one away fixture. I mean, well, I've got three away because my away fixtures are uh, the two Man United games, but it's at oh. Sheffield United. Right. And then Saka's got Chelsea away, which is kind of arguably the worst fixture I've got. But I still fancy if Saka's fit, I still fancy Saka at Chelsea. You know, not... Saka's a permanent play guy. You know exactly. So it's it's not an issue. If he has like um, a serious injury, you'll sell him. Of course. So I think. Him. So yeah. So it's it's an interesting week. So I kind of I'm in a position where I'm probably going to roll this week, and I think a lot of people yeah. will try to roll. Yeah. Um. And then for me, I still have Sterling sat on my bench, you see. So Sterling will become Diaby and there. Okay. And then Foden will probably become Diaz, is kind of where my head's going. Okay. Um but and, and so I'm sticking with my eight attackers yep. strategy. Because that means I can bench Man United against uh Man City, and then I have them both for the Luton game. Gives and you flexibility too. It gives me flexibility. And it's there's there's a little bit of and I've done this in the past where I've ended up a certain path and then I've kind of like back my way out of it and then right. I've regretted it because the good news came down the line after I bailed on the strategy and I'm like I'm on this strategy now I think I've got to stick with it a little bit and just like I stuck with Sterling and he saved me last week right yeah, I, yeah he you know he made meant meant I didn't get as good a score as other people who got Salah captain but I sure unless you had Salah captain I was right up there with everyone else and I got a nice green arrow so you kind of just you had, got a, to, you had a really yeah. high non-Salah captain score yeah. And you're like yeah. near the top of our contributors league or whatever, like without having Salah. You're one of the only teams in that scenario. I mean, I, I did have Salah earlier in the season when he wasn't getting as many points as he is now. But, but, <laughs> but, but the funny but, thing but, is, but, he was getting points. Just people ignored it. He's yeah, been getting but, points the whole yeah. time. He's got bigger points now. Um, so that's a good segue into answering your question because most probably what like one of the contenders for the answer but i think i know who it is because i was sort of analyzing this on my wild card a bit unless it's changed oh wow kev, i mean i'm probably wrong because i never get oh kev, kev is kev thinks he knows an answer to one of these questions i mean this I is i think i know who it is this, this happens like it's about it's, i mean it's about as often as my decent team is like a one in 15 chance you know <laughs> yeah. the answer kev so yeah. go for it it's just because of fucking international break dude 
Okay, so the question again was which midfielder has the most assists, like FPL assists? That is the correct question, yes. And I, I think it's Neto. You got it right. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember like a few weeks ago being like, dude, this guy's got so many assists, and then he just seems to keep popping off on the yeah. uh, sheet. And also, there's a question about him, and we haven't answered it yet so, okay oh, that... but it, that's not why i picked him i picked Who, him because i was like the other week i'm whoever like, asked that question he was leading the league in assists not yeah. that long ago whoever and asked that question is banned from asking any any more questions it's ruined it's ruined the pod um so <laughs> so neto has got six assists yeah um so you're correct careful very well done you too but i don't think he has six so what do you say sorry i know mo has quite a few as well but i don't think he has six no, second is actually Madison on five. Oh, wow, really? And then we have three players on four. A quite a mixed bag. Salah, as you kind of touched on. Diaby, who we've talked about. And then our trusty friend, Gordon. Hmm. Which I presume was linked a bit. He must have got some assist. Oh, no. I assumed he got a few assists in that Sheffield United game, but actually only got one. So I kind of... Right. But, um, so there you go. Um, so I... I mean, this is the slowest differentials I've ever... I mean, the slowest first part we've ever done. Um, but we have thrown questions. And so my third differential, because I was being a bit greedy, was Suchek, 4.9, 0.9%. And the reason why... So if you remember... I was kind of looking at this. So if you... So he's obviously in a bit of form. He's, I think he's scored the last two games. And yeah. there's a little bit... But if you remember, when he first came in the league, and I'm looking back at this, yeah. this is like three seasons ago, 2020, 21. Yep. He got 10 goals and two assists. Yeah. And he was like everywhere. And you're like, okay. And even la the season before it was five and one. And last season it was only two and four. Yeah. But the difference now is he scores a lot of goals in his head. And obviously they have James Ward Prowse, who is the best set piece player in the league. Not since I fucking got him on my wildcard. He hasn't done jack shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you've, yeah, you've ruined him. But, um, but, but Suchek is obviously. But his XG has been high the last three games. Obviously, he scored in two of them. Uh, it was nothing, and now it's it's something every week. And he's got some XA. I just I just think he's you know he's an interesting uh, enabler anyway. So, uh, and Kev, would you like like to talk about your two differentials? Yeah, sure. So first one is Cole Palmer, which I remember when he scored the penalty. I messaged you saying dibs on having him as differential. And I was very kindly gave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, fuck, dude. If he's actually going to keep uh, pens and start as a winger on a Chelsea team that actually looks half decent since he's been starting after their train wreck start to the season, uh, 4-9 is a really good price, man. Yeah, and, and, and like, I mean, the Chelsea fixtures look great as well, Kev, so it's a really good time. Well, I know it. their fixtures <laughs> aren't good at all, but, like, for your fifth guy that's going to be on your bench that's going to be taking pens, and then you, like, I guess I hear what you're saying. However, if we're going to go from, like, a 3-5-2 or whatever to get a third forward in, and that's going to come at the cost of selling a spurs mid or some kind of midfielder uh that's like relatively expensive like seven eight nine million down to get the money to do that 
Like you're going to be potentially looking at players like this. Like you're not going to want to spend too much more than this because then all of a sudden you're going to have a benching headache every week. Um, and then it's sort of like, well, why wouldn't I have trip here if I have so much money on my bench? That's stupid. Or why don't I have a Mo if I have so much money on my bench? That's stupid, right? I, so so if you it. have a Cole Palmer who, yeah, he has tough fixtures, but then all of a sudden in game week 16, <coughs> he's got Everton, Chef United, Wolves, Palace, Luton, Fulham all in a row. You're like, sweet, I've got Cole Palmer on my bench who I've had this whole time. He might come in handy then. And in the meantime, yeah, if I need a guy that uh, because I have an unfortunate situation happen and, oh, great, my, you know what? My first sub is Cole Palmer. Uh, who's he got? He's got Brentford at home this week. All right, it's not the end of the world, right? In, in game week 10, he's going to come on. Hope you know. I guess the, the downside is he's not 100% uh, starting, but again, they've been winning since he's been in there. They just bought him for like 40 whatever million, but that doesn't mean much on that team because they just bought everybody for fucking at least that much. But that but he, the fact he took the pens makes me think he's a pretty important part of that team now going forward. So I, I do think at that price, he's a really good fifth mid. If if I'm wildcarding next week or the week after, I'm probably he's probably my fifth mid. But, but, I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said for having a player who has poor fixtures now, but fixtures pick up later on down the line when there's more likely to be injuries and challenges in your team and you can bring them on because i think sometimes you you can yeah. be too short-sighted and get oh this guy is cheap and he's got great next three fixtures you're like yeah but that's a chance but in those next three fixtures i'd like to think you know the team i've got will be playing every week and therefore this guy won't go off the bench so sometimes you can get a bit stuck on that and i i did that in the past where yeah i've looked too short term and i think you're right a bench player with longer term better fixtures might not might not be the worst thing yeah and, and it, and, and, oh go for it well that's not the plan it wasn't the plan it was just kind of coming back at you your challengers i appreciate the challenge but just like and, and, right, and I, I like your second when differential you, when you do your okay. wild card everybody's fixtures are all good now and then yeah. later you've got these like chunky periods where like everyone has a shitty week at the same time and like why wouldn't you have your eighth attacker as a guy that might have a really good fixture later when you have a tough spot i don't know and, and, then, uh, and, and your second different i actually wrote this same player down okay i wrote their surname rather than their first name. i was like oh oh me and kevin, kevin got the same one he wrote it down first so i i'll, I'll let you keep it and wait wait, wait uh, i don't even remember what is his last name <laughs> torres torres that's it Pow, 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 pow. I mean, four or five. Fucking, if you can't afford cash, and quite frankly, Luca Dean is just probably not worth the risk at this point with Mourinho, like pretty close to coming back. Apparently, I, 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 yeah, I think. Well, I mean, at some point, it's a risk, so you're not going to yeah. go for Dean yeah. now, right? So, yeah, I think he's just a good way to. I mean, maybe Maddie Cash is like out of your price range all of a sudden. And for some reason, you don't already have them like everyone else. I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't double up on it just because Diaby and Watkins, you know, like I'd rather double up on the attack than, than, but I don't know. Depends what your team looks like. I don't know. I could actually see some people having them. I mean, he just scored a header too, didn't he? Yeah. Not I, that, I, that matters too much, but yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I mean, I had it written down as well. So I, I, I can't disagree. Grew. I think it's a good differential. Um, I feel like okay. this week I actually picked two people that might make my team one day, not just guys that <laughs> fucking zero point zero. Yeah, no. Well, Simi Cass, you already wrote down. So 
So he's zero point one. He's zero point one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I so I'm winning the best differential of the week in terms of uh, there you ownership. Go. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I couldn't let you hog that trophy for the for the rest rest of the season. I don't think I'm the only one that's picked a guy that's not even in the game yet. I don't even remember who it was. It was a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I think there, there must. There must have been coming in on um, transfer, transfer dead, deadlines. It'd been a yeah. few few weeks back. So, you'll, pa- pa- but pa- perhaps you'll get the chance when we get to January transfer window, Kev, to try and uh, repeat that that feat. Um, <laughs> so we we we've got. Well, I think we touched on quite a lot of these questions actually. So Sandy Radford, as I mentioned, he asked four questions. So yep. So I'll jump to question three. Was is Watkins, Alvarez, Harlan the ideal front three? I think we've kind of answered this because. I think Kevin. I think Harlan and Alvarez are the absolute nails. I mean, I can well, see I think, that Watkins. Sorry, go, go for it. Sorry. Well, I think Watkins and Alvarez are tier two after Holland tier one. So yeah, they're the top three on my ranked, whatever you want to call it. But list. I would still have Alvarez above Watkins. Yeah, but but Watkins, I would have third. So Alvarez is like two A, and Watkins is two B in sure. my mind. You're yeah. in it. The same tier though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone else, you're picking is below them as your third guy. So yeah, those would be, I, but, but unless I, you can't afford that for some reason, then it's not ideal. Right. But yeah, the ideal front three unlimited funds, it's those three. I, I guess for me, it's Holland. I think Holland and Alvarez for me are absolute nailed. And I'd only go off Alvarez if he was clearly being out of favor, which, yeah. which can obviously happen with Pep. We've seen that before player looks like they're in favor and bang. They're just gone. They're, they're out the door for whatever reason for or the doghouse effectively. Um, I mean, I think Watkins is a really good pick. He's a little bit expensive, and maybe that that yeah. run three is quite hard when you got Salah as well. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you you can get there with Salah, can't you, Kev? So it's not impossible. Uh, I can get. Well, yeah, I have to sell Son. Actually, no, I left money in them. I could get there with just selling Madison, but I think I prefer to keep Madison over Son. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. It's the next yeah. week decision I gotta make. I mean, I yeah. missed West Ham this week, but then they have Luton. I mean, he'll be eight point three by then. I'm gonna have to basically like make. I'll, I'll probably have to make my move Saturday fucking night on a double move if I go Madison. Yeah, price moves are tough, aren't they? Um, so then let's pick up the next question, which was: Should we be considering Neto going forward? I mean, so sure. for he's five point seven. Yep. So it's quite a interesting he's a great price for what he's done thus far yeah so he has i mean he's got so his points have been like one two so not great and then since then so since game week three he's had seven ten five nine four five so he's returning every week since game week three yeah and that's a mix of fixtures they've had man city in liverpool and villa in those fixtures They've got a mixed set of fixtures going forward as well. Bournemouth away, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, Tottenham at home, Fulham away, Arsenal away, Burnley at home, Forest at home. So they're kind of like good and bad fixtures mixed together. You, um, you know what I don't like about him? When he gets an assist, he doesn't get any bonus points. <laughs> That's really he doesn't get one. Like he had to have two assists. To get sorry, he has he has one game where he got one bonus point on an assist. He has three assists where he didn't even get a single bonus point. He had to get two assists to get two bonus points, and he had to score to get two bonus points. Like for some reason, this guy just sucks on the beeps. So like 
I think you're just doubles, getting that. You're getting like five points when he gets an assist. You're not but, getting. I mean, but activity. but the five point seven could be like an innate. You know, for someone like me that doesn't have Mo, yeah. perhaps that's perhaps even my perhaps. But if you if don't have Mo and you have Neto, oh, you mean to get Mo? Yeah, to get Mo, to get right, Mo, to get Mo. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I just, God, yeah. God, yeah, I, yeah. I think Neto will match <laughs> Salah for the next ten weeks. Yeah, I missed, missed how obviously I just fucked up in my head there. But yeah, if you can, if Neto gets you like Trippier and Mo and Son and Holland and three forwards, then you fucking you know, and you still have Madison. <laughs> I think yeah, go that, for that, it, dude. Yeah, and and you've probably <laughs> like, broken you know, the game because you got about ten, ten mid midfielders there. But yeah, but otherwise, so. I don't love him as my fourth mid. I, I, you know, remember a few weeks ago, uh, I think it was on the pod when we were talking about owning like Mbumo and Wissa at the same time. And I just remember thinking like the second they, these guys go cold, you're going to look at your team and be like, I fucking hate my team. <laughs> I've got two Brentford guys on my team. I don't like this, right? Like he, a, a, a Wolves' best player, like the second he goes a little cold, you're going to be like, I hate that this guy's on my team. And I can't move him easily to anyone. Um, you know, you don't want him to be your eighth attacker because that's too expensive for that, right? Like, I'd rather have a Cole Palmer or even cheaper than than that. I, I, uh, I'm sitting there with an eighth attacker and seven mini. But your plan is to do something about that at some point, right? Like, you're, you've just sort of been flexible for a Well, bit. I'm, I'm being flexible with it. And at some point, I'll consolidate into seven, yeah, at some point. Yeah, so but to get a Neto, I just, it really has to be like, the um, sacrifice that's made on your wild card to get some other thing, like kind of what you're saying about Mo. Yeah. You're like, well, I'd way rather have like Madison, but I can't get to Madison and have, you know, blah 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 blah. So instead of Madison, I'll go Neto. Like that's that's what Neto is to me. He's not like a player you're targeting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. That's fair enough. I, I I think Sandy. I don't think we're massively keen on Neto, but I don't think it's. Uh, and I I think he's Kev's, super uh, yeah. low owned, so it's not like he's hurting you. Even if he, it's not like Al Almiron the other year where he's five million and he's went bananas and everyone seemed to fucking own him. And like by not owning him, you're like, dude, I'm getting wrecked on my OR here by not owning him. Like yeah. you go keep going doing your thing, Neto. Like you're not really hurting me. Yeah, and, and I'm afraid, Sandy, we don't know the answer to the question. Is do we know what what the deal is with his with Botman is? And the answer is no, we don't. Not, not yet. Yeah, this pod's we probably don't. a little too early for that. Like that'll be a probably like a team news on Friday thing. Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, the rumor was it might be okay. I mean, and I think if he, even if he's fit, I might not even starting because I've got Cash, and Doggy, and Trippier. So I don't think I necessarily. Yeah, he's need my first sub. It was it's between him and you, Doggy. Yeah. Just because Fulham are sneaky this year, um, to make of them, and they're they're outperforming what I thought they were going to be. So I would prefer to do the double Newcastle D. Like if Botman was for sure nailed, I might still move him ahead of Udagi. But yeah, right now I have Botman first sub because so, Palace. Remember, they don't have they don't have Eze. Yeah, I think that's the that's the big thing. Like yeah, they yeah. are a good clean sheet shout for Newcastle this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why. Well, that's why the top of the ticket at fifty, right? And mm -hmm. um, I am looking at going. 
Yeah, perhaps I should start Botman, but there's it'd be I only be a like if he's maybe gonna play or whatever, I'm just gonna go you doggy and I already have Shar. Yeah. Um so we've got a question on team selection and a couple of wildcard questions to wrap the the show up, Kev. Okay. So Brian Phoenix asks, mm -hmm. so it's a it's a three for three for a minus four. It's quite interesting because some of the players we've touched on, I think we've touched on all these players there, I think, apart from one. So he's going to sell, or it's question, should I sell Trippier, mm -hmm. Bruno, mm -hmm. and Bumo? And this would be for minus four, and you would get in Gabriel, who we've not talked about today, Salah, who we've talked about quite a lot, and Suchek, who's obviously one of my differentials. And I kind of, I guess my initial reaction is, Trippier, like him, seemed like a bad move to sell him. Right. Um, but I can see that might be the need to get Salah, and that's kind of the thing we talked about. They're kind of one, sure. or, one or the other, generally. Bruno out. Bruno haven't been great, but he has got two of the next three fixtures. Are fan, you know, four of the next five are really good fixtures. Um, but maybe he's not. I can see why he might be, might be fed up. And Bumo, he's gone cold, so I can see why he'd sell him, right? Um, Gabriel, as you say, Kev, you've said for a while he's a good player to get in. He's cheap. Arsenal have got the best defence. Clearly, if Saliba's out, I'd be a bit more nervous, nervous about that. So I'd watch right. on that if I went for this move. And then Suchek, I, I do like Suchek. Um, I guess what I don't know from this is if he's got Botman, mm -hmm. if he's got if he's got a second Newcastle D, then I think this is a stronger move in, in my mind. If that makes sense. Yeah. As, as in, as in, he still have Botman or have Shaw or have Burn or someone to play. Yeah, so it's not Newcastle like there's no Newcastle coverage. coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, I don't. I'm pro Mo. Um, and obviously, I don't have trip here, but I, it's the minus four. It's sort of like a coin toss there, and like so. Here's the thing: like over the course of the season, I think the first three like handsomely outscore the second three. Right, Trippier, Bruno, and Bumo will outscore uh, Gabriel, Sal, and Suchak over the season. But the problem. And and that that's typically the argument on the on the anti Salah folks this season. Like you can get these two guys over Mo and some fucking sh like bum, <laughs> right? But the counter the argument is two things. One, you're not playing the bum, right? Like my 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 cheapest attacker I'm playing is Ward Prowse, and I have Mo. So the the this bum isn't playing in my team, okay? And uh. That, that you have to have if you're going to get Mo. And then the second argument is the two players that you're comparing to Mo over the season, that's fine, but you got to own them at the right time. And game week one, those two players were Martinelli and Rashford. They were for the people that were making that argument. And they didn't own them at the right time, and it blew up in the face, quite frankly, didn't it? To a degree, like Mo, the, the Mo owners won that one, right? Now we're on to the next two players they've picked that have had an awesome last four weeks or whatever, but you got to own them at the right time where Mo, you just kind of got to own them and you're fine. Seriously. Like Mo is going to blank every once in a while and he's going to tick along and he's going to fucking haul in some games. And that's why it costs more money and getting the timing right on those eight, eight, five, whatever guys is tough. But the thing is to take a hit to remove these guys to get Mo with even even if Bumo has Burnley this week, like it just I don't love the timing of this for a hit, man. Like, can you like slowly make this happen without a hit? Are you only doing it because Mo has Everton? Like, is that why? Like, 
I would like Trippier's on fire in form. FPL getting I points every week. Like, I would just leave that. I, I think the Salah thing feels bigger because he was a few people captain him, and that was a. And you'll see people in your league doing really well that captain Mo. But I don't think he's heavily captain this time because I think people will go Harland, as you said before, Kev. So maybe you can hold off on Salah for a week. So the week after, yeah. Mo has. I mean, because actually, this, this this week he could go Mbumo to Suchek, right? That's what I mean. Like, could you do it over two weeks without the hit? Like, yeah, this, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I, like you're going to captain Holland this week, so yeah, Mo has Everton, but it's also like the early kickoff. Plus, it, that's like the biggest derby in the league. Like, it's not guaranteed to have a shitload of goals. Like that no, could I, be a I one. I like that. Yeah, and Bumo to Suchet this week. Yeah. And no, then, I, and honestly, then you do it next week. I don't even know. I wouldn't even like. And Bumo has Burnley at home. Suchek has Villa. I I don't I don't think. I just think it's a forced move. Like take a step away, reassess next week. I mean, if you can roll, roll. If you if you don't if you, if that's a minus four, then he's already rolled, right? He's got to do something. Yeah. But out of those players, I mean. Trippier has Palace at home. That is an amazing... That's like probably the best fixture besides Sheffield United he could have this week. And then Mbumo's got Burnley at home. <laughs> and then uh, Bruno has Sheffield United. Like, don't do this move for a hit. No. And in fact, I, I would use your... I would, I would try to free up money some other way to do it. And then, like, sell like with some other player in your team that you're not listing here, and then like sell him Bumo next week when he has Chelsea away and then West Ham and then Liverpool. I mean, I mean if some if, if, if there's a way of freeing up money to then do Bruno and Bumo to Bruno and Mbumo to Salomon Suchek, that'd be amazing, but I suspect that's not possible. But you're going to sell Bruno before he... I, I, now, don't get me wrong. This is the season where we're like waiting, like we've been wait holding shitty players because they have a good <laughs> fixture coming up, Right. And 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 Man United sort of being like the main example of that, along with uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, thank you. But they have the two best fixtures they're going to have all season. Well, they're both away, but Sheffield United and Fulham coming up in the next three. So they haven't really had the those kind of fixtures yet. To sell them, especially when he has Sheffield United this week, I just don't think you can do that. If it was like two weeks away or three weeks away, then yeah, it would be a different. But this is a really good question because, like, you know, we're we're sort of it's it's a weird season where we're chasing, but but then like you don't want to hold a guy for fixtures. But then you had Sterling just go fucking bananas last week, so that with that little mini rule slapped us in the face with it. Who knows, right? So I wouldn't yeah. take the hit. Uh, if you do, if you've already rolled and you have two transfers, I would try to free up some money some other way. And then, like next week, sell Mbumo because I I think this Burnley at home is really good game for him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, conscious of time, so we've got a couple of questions on wildcard. I kind of throw them in together, Kev. So, PSF sure. asks, would be great for thoughts an alternative wildcard week if not already used or would be used by game week ten, as in not game week nine or game week ten, and then yeah. the follow up from Frazimataz. Two or three picks for chasers with wild cards still in pocket. Um, can I yeah. actually start on that second one? So I, I so I don't necessarily have a specific pick in mind, but if I was going to be... I, I think when I've seen chasing work well is, yeah. rather than 
it's where you double up or triple up on a team and kind of just go all in a little bit. I kind of find that's a nice way of going for it. So, yeah, for example, I think Darwin or Diaz alongside Salah is quite a nice move. Um, and I, I mean, you, you you kind of know you you kind of said no to it earlier, Kev. But I wonder if Cash and Torres together, like double Villa defense, or like Cash and maybe something like Cash and um, Martinez, something like that, something a bit different in the goalkeeper department. I I think I'd look at goalkeeper certainly. Maybe you can do something a bit different there. Sure. Um, and <laughs> it's just pre wildcard punt to get this fucking goalie. <laughs> Sorry, it's just kind of funny. It's it, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just a funny if you think about it that way. It's funny. Um, and Hoyland, of course. I mean, I've like I've said Hoyland already. I kind of like Hoyland. Um, I guess if you if you got a wild card in your pocket, you probably haven't gone for Sally yet, have you? Um, I mean, maybe Dinier. Right. I mean, perhaps Dinier. I mean, if see what happened to Moreno, but I mean, maybe Dinier and Cash will actually be quite a lot of fun. Okay. Just in the short term, okay. one you wild card for sure. So, a one well, for sure. Say again, sorry. A one <laughs> he's out for sure. He's definitely out. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Okay. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, uh, I misheard what you were, what you were saying. No, so well, I was, apparently, so I said it right. So, no, anyway. no, you, you did. That, that's, I mean, I guess we talked quite a lot about differentials already today, right? They're kind of players I'd think about. Okay, I, I got a few here. So, obviously, a one ease, not one of them. All right. Bowen I like, but I think you're probably going to wildcard him in anyway. I think he's already a popular pick. But for, like, the next few weeks, especially if Kudas does come in and Bowen gets pushed to center forward, which seems to be what's happening when Kudas comes off the bench. Like, I, I think Kudas is going to have to start starting at some point, man. Like, he just makes him so much better when he's out there. But they do have this kind of weird setup where, like, they've got Bowen and um, what's the dude we had the other year all of us had and we're catching him with the fucking huge legs. Uh, Antonio, they're up front. And then they got, like, four mids, right? Like, they got Ward-Prowse, Paqueta. Kudis. Kudis. No, no, not Kudis. Uh, Suchek. Kudis comes off the bench. We've got another one as well. Uh, ben Rama? Nope. Fucking Spanish kind of name. Ah. Uh, Paqueta? No, dude. I already said Paqueta. What's his name? It's like Alvarez or something. <laughs> Ederson or Alvarez or something. No, like it that. is Alvarez. It is Alvarez. He got yeah, sent off. So that, that they've got those four in uh, mid. So, like, if Kudas comes in, I'm assuming it's for Antonio, right? And then him and, and him and Bowen are the forwards. Like, those are just great picks, man. Like those are great. If Kudas, if Kudas gets nailed, if it seems like Kudas is nailed, then you know, for for Fraz, like I'm thinking like maybe it's not this week, but if he were to start this next week, then he would be my punt like the week after for these before wildcard. He might even be in wildcards if that happens. The other the other pick I had besides Darwin, which I think is probably like the main one people will go to in that scenario. But uh if Isak's injured, then Wilson, dude would be a fun fucking pick if he's fit because it sounds like yeah. he is back now right yeah, he's back while he's like is injured but that's what the as, as we said before yeah that'll be different in two weeks time i know but for fraz's situation is perfect 
Because like, dude, oh, yeah. when Wilson's yeah. starting, he fucking just returns, man. Doesn't he? He just like scores yeah. all the time. Like, I think t- he would be the most fun. I got a wild card in my back pocket. Isak's definitely hurt. Um, no one else has Wilson. Oh. They've got excellent fixtures like this. The, I mean, mm, Palace is a little sneaky because even though they're a great clean sheet fixture, they're actually pretty good defensively. And Wolves away is too. And so maybe then, not great, but I mean, I still so like Arsenal. Them. Have after this week, you got Sheffield, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, Burnley at home, Brentford Martin. away, Wolves at home, Luton away. So maybe someone like Zinchenko. I quite really fancy Zinchenko at some point. I think he's going to just so get you know what? He keeps saying Zinchenko. I know he's more expensive, but Ben White's like third in points, dude. He's like right there with Trippier. <laughs> yeah, for points on D. It's uh, like, yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna pull... and then like Trippier and Ben White are like fucking tied, yet everybody's. If you can afford Ben Trippier. White, then yeah, why not? But I really liked Zinchenko. But 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 in all seriousness, with Ben White, like, it, why is he not on our radar at all? Is it just that point five we can't get over it? Uh, I mean, if you go to, to transaction transfers and you go down to D, he's fucking got four less points. Than Trippier's third. It's 51 for Anderson, Trippier at 49, and then White at 45. Man. He's it's like just, just that for right me, they're at the top again. And we're it's just no that Zinchenko is point. The thing with Zinchenko, there's two things with Zinchenko. One is he's 0.7 cheaper. Yeah. And secondly, he comes off around 70 odd minutes. Right. Ben White's which is 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. No attacking return last game. All three bonus points against Man City. He had a uh, goal against Bournemouth the week before, 14 points, four points before that. Seven yeah, before I don't that. think Ben White's going to score that many goals. I know, but he's getting sevens and nines and shit. He's only got one goal, one assist. I mean, he's not that expensive. It's just because we're like, well, Saliba's cheaper. Well, Gabriel's cheaper now. But like, meanwhile, Benjamin White sitting there like, do I need to be like number one in FPL for D points to even get my name mentioned on a fucking podcast like once? <laughs> like, he's like not uh, even on the uh, radar. Well, I mean, if you can afford him, great. If you can't afford him, I'm more than happy with Zinchenko. I generally, and like Ben White is not going to get a nine point point against City every week, and he's not going to get a. Uh, 40, he's not going to get a goal that often and get 14 points. I think it almost skews it. And remember, Zinchenko missed some games. I know it skews it, but like he also, I mean, he hasn't blanked since game week four. I mean, he's. It's it's, it's almost like the opposite of the Trippier argument because before I was saying Trippier's got all these points, you're saying, well, it won't keep it up. He's but, got four but... less points of Trippier. You'd rather spend seven million on him. Like, and, and anyway, well, I, just well, think, I think my point with Trippier is. He only got four points when I when I first got him. Well, I bent I benched him first week, but then since I've started him, he's got he's got all of his points oh, in bro. those, those four weeks. Unreal, man! And he's in form, and he's like unlimited funds, like <laughs> an absolute great pick. And I, you know, I wish I had him in my team. I mean, but for me to get him, it's hard. I'd have to rip shit oh, up, yeah. and like you know, other things don't work that I want to do. But Ben White, I could potentially get in my team. What you know, and like you say, their fixtures aren't as bad as they seem. Even Chelsea, fuck, I'm not that bothered about it. No. I mean, I, you okay. know, Sheffield United next week, like you know, it's gonna be an next week's gonna be really interesting because we're all rolling, and then next week it's like, oh well, I'm gonna sell my uh, Spurs mid down and get a third forward. I'm gonna be like, but I don't have Saka. 
who has Sheffield United and I don't have him and he's back fit or whatever. And I can be like, I might need to just skip Watkins here. Fuck it. You know, this is what I'm yeah. talking about. There's so many other things happening as well. Who and plays Sheffield again, United? Who plays it's Luton? a good thing. It makes it more fun. Um, totally. So I think we talked quite a lot about, and I think I slightly, I read Frasmataz's question as, what two or three picks would you take on your wild card, if that kind of makes sense? No. But you're like, taking it as time. before you get to wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to some extent, uh, I guess my what I said is kind of still similar, but that's kind of why mine's sounding more like wild card picks because I was kind of had that half in my head. But anyway, that's why I linked that with the when when were you wild card. But anyway, hopefully, sure. I mean, I think we've thrown lots of names out there just then and through the pod, so hopefully that's given you a bit of yeah. food for thought. Um so alternative wild cards, if you're not going to use it in game week 10. I mean, so yeah. there is that one that the theory you had at the start, the start of the season theory, which is Man City blanking game exactly. week 18. Yeah. Um, so. And do, they might have a double game week with Brentford that could still come. Yeah. I think at some point soon. So. So it'd be like you, right after that, right? Yeah, so do you kind of like dead end the team for game week eighteen, and then you wild card in game week nineteen? And get yeah, your you know what? And it's it, you know what's interesting about that versus last year, Chris is is we don't have a fucking like million and a half tied up in Holland. Like you can just yeah. sell Holland and buy him right back at the same price. Like there's no price. Mo- I mean, maybe there's a little bit of price movement, but like when you start at like ninety five percent owned. Yeah, he's 14 million still. So like Yeah, he went to 14 no, 1 and then dropped back to. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he did drop. So he's 14 he's exi- you're going to not lose a penny or pence was shilling or whatever the fuck you guys are saying these years. But whatever you shilling. Well, I don't know, dude, you don't say that, pennies. You that say wasn't pennies. even in our lifetimes. What are we, what are you on about? <laughs> you guys got all the old movies, I don't know. Anyway, so if you're going to fucking lose holland it's not that big a deal and you could but well who do, who do they even have Let's i mean so a lot of us are going on this blank i mean a lot of us are going to be sitting there going i need to get an extra transfer so i can sell harland in 18 and get i don't know i think so yeah yeah i, I think, think we sell harland like for harland for really... watkins because villa have got sheffield united at, united at home so sure harland for watkins and then i'll buy harland yeah. back in 19 or something yeah, Whereas you can like, do it. yeah. Who's the best captain in eighteen? Right? Like, who does Spurs have? They have Everton at home, so maybe Newcastle away at Luton. So Trippier, Vaughn or Madison at that point. Yeah, exactly. It's Liverpool, like, Arsenal, which makes them harder picks. Well, also you got to think you're going to want it to be a forward. So you got uh, Darwin has Arsenal. That's not great. I mean, got, it's. I mean, the best two fixtures are Spurs at home to Everton and Villa at home to Sheffield United. You're also losing Alvarez. You can have, like, no forwards. <laughs> it's going to be Watkins yeah. if you don't already have him. Right? So, Chelsea, I'm... Wolves away, go Jackson, or probably Broja at that point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, I mean Brighton, that's... Maybe so... you go Ferguson or someone like that that's hot. Yeah, I just like the Villa and Spurs fixtures there as the best two fixtures in the 18. I mean, I mean that's I mean, so the answer to the question is I think game week 19 is yeah. an obvious place to wildcard if you're not going to wildcard it's now. Great. There probably is. I, I, well, when does the Villa run end, Kev? Because that might be the other time. To Earlier, four t- they have City and Arsenal in 15, 16, and they have Tottenham in 13. So like game week 12, 
Like these runs aren't super long. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of thinking like when the Villa and West Ham runs are finished, so maybe around 14, 15. Yeah. That might be the other time to wildcard. West Ham is longer. Villa's Villa's actually like ends. Like they have Tottenham, City, Arsenal in like four weeks from 13 to 16. That's also why I fight for Diaby because I feel like Diaby, well, sorry, Diaby is a bit cheaper. I don't feel feel like he he definitely is. He factually is cheaper. And he, for me, could still tick over. But you're right, the the West Ham run does run a lot longer, doesn't it? You can, this is what I mean, you can maybe get away with skipping Watkins. Because he's just shot up in price, so you're already like a step behind, two, three steps behind. Like, it's like with Madison, right? I'm buying him at like fucking seven, nine. Everyone else had him at seven, five. This is when my team value so shit. Like chasing these trends. But like, <laughs> if you just sit one out and jump ahead to the next one, you might do yourself a favor <laughs> down the road. Right. That's if you're going to sell Watkins. Like, so you got to think ahead and be like, all right. So when, when, when Villa play Tottenham, City, and Arsenal from 13 through 16, are you going to have Cash, Diaby, and Watkins? Are you going to sell one of them then? Are you going to sell two of them? Or is there some other trend we're going to jump on? And, and this is all tied into this wildcard question because you, you can be a little more aggressive on selling these players and like attacking the fixtures up until 18. Then you're going to wildcard in 19 and bring like three city in when no one else will have any city. Um, that might be a terrible move, but it, it could work out, right? Like I mean, it's in a way, so it's it's not the worst entry point. And then Sheffield United at home, and then Newcastle away, then Burnley at home. So they're gonna have two of the three promoted teams at the Etihad when we're all we're all gonna have like no city in our lineup. Yeah. So yeah. It, I think that's when you target plus. They do have a double game week with Brentford to be rescheduled at some point. That actually could happen. I remember someone saying it could actually happen in like 19 or 20 or something, right? Am I right with that? Like there's a weird, I mean, that's over the Christmas period. That just seems insane to me. I just, I, yeah, I mean, let's see how that plays through. But if, but I I guess in my head, if you feel you don't need to wildcard in nine or 10, and there, there was a point, Kev, when you thought you might be able to get away without doing it yourself, I think waiting until yeah it, I, I think 14 or 15 and 19 are both not crazy options and therefore you could hold it and then as you say and maybe you get lucky and you actually find out find out when that game's yeah. re- rearranged and perhaps then that plays into your hand as well, well. let me ask you this so just um, i'm on the fixture difficulty grid and yep. game week 20 is on december 30th game week 21 is january 13th is that an international break do you know what that is and, oh, then it's the week, break. And, and then game week 22 is january 30th so there's fucking like one game in january i i think it's winter break and i think there's fa cup or something oh they do that winter break i forgot yeah yeah and, and oh, also we knew then they did the world cups everything's all i, I think it's that head. i don't i i think there's some sort of fa cup thing and i think there's also it's some sort of winter break stroke fa cup thing going on so from um, game week 20 december 30th to game week 22 january 30th that's gonna be a dark period for fpl <laughs> like I, go on vacation the, in january if you're looking for a time to go away there might there might be an international break there as well i don't know for certain and but but just to be clear i think you have to use your wild card by the 19 day isn't 19 that last week you have to use it 
or 20. Well, it's just, yeah, tw- yeah. by uh, the, the calendar year, so. Perhaps 20 is the last week you can use it. Okay, I, I think uh, we should wrap up there because we're, sure. well, I think it's about an hour and a half. We've done well given we had nothing to talk about, so that was good. Well, well what are you up to, buddy? Did you have any beers? It's Saturday night over there. I've not had any. I've just started drinking water. I've had sparkling water and normal water, so, you know, really That's pushed the boat out. Water. It's a big night. I had two Massive beers night. and a latte while we were doing this. You've had what? How many? Sorry? Two beers and a latte. Ah, well, you should have. Your energy should obviously grow as the uh, pod went on then. I got to go make dinner now. Uh, ah. I'm grabbing chicken. We'll see, Sometimes. buddy. What do you got going on tomorrow? I am uh, watching my daughter play football. Nice. And I'm having an MRI scan on my knee because I'm old and my knee's a bit funny. So, funny. and then I'm gonna like maybe go to the gym and maybe watch a film or something because the you, family's uh, out in the afternoon. Have you had an MRI before? Yeah, but this is like on my knee. I've I had one where I've been in the um, tube and I didn't really like it. I was, felt a bit claustrophobic. But I think on your knees, all right, because you kind of it's just over your knee, so you just sat there for ten minutes or something. You still go in head first though. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh god! <laughs> they bring you right through out the other end. So just oh, so you, know, if you get claustrophobic. It's open on the other end. Eh? Like if you go right through, like you can put your hand up and reach through. So don't. I've had so many MRIs, man. It sound. You know what? It sounds like a. Uh, it sounds like. Remember when you had? Oh, you guys don't call it internet over there. You call it broadband, right? Remember when you had dial-up broadband? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, ear, ear. <laughs> it's like that, just in your ears. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah, I hate them too, man. You sit there, can't move for like 20 minutes. So, 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 can you top that very exciting Sunday, Kev? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we Go got so uh, hockey's back on. So, my daughter has hockey tomorrow, but I took her today, so Kim will take her. And then uh, I'm going to chainsaw a tree down, dude. Of course. Got, got a new blade. Nice. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. <laughs> Just don't cut your arm off or something. That'll be that'll be good. No, no, no. You like I watched a YouTube video. I'm good. Okay, of course. <laughs> no, I've cut trees down before, dude. It's actually, yeah, there's a moment where you're a little terrified because, I mean, it's if it's an old dead tree, like it like break apart at the top, and that's how that's how you die. Like the tree breaks and falls downwards. It's, it, it doesn't like, yeah. it, you know, when you fell a tree, like you can make it go whichever way you want if you cut it a certain way. But if it's an old dead tree, it can fucking break and just like the top falls and you're dead. You call them widow makers. Yep. So anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. We got some family coming over. It's going to be freezing. It's basically like our hot spell ended. We had like 30 degrees the other week. It was crazy. And then now. You know, you know when you have those hot spells at the wrong time, yep. but then when it, it when that goes away, it goes to where like it's supposed to be now, and it just drops to like six degrees, <laughs> freezing. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm actually away in a week's time. I'm going to Portugal, so I'm looking forward to that. So oh, tell me where you go because there's a chance that part of our Europe trips off now. Yeah, I think you mentioned that to me last time next year, yeah. but yeah. All right, I, will, buddy. I will I will share my stories when we yeah. Uh but yeah, so we can still squeeze a pod in next week, but just not too late because I'm like flying out early Monday, so I don't know if we go too late on the Sunday. But uh, we what, can is there a Monday game and all that. I get, I think Spurs play full on Monday. I think Spurs play Monday, but we normally pod on the Sunday. As long as we do a Sunday pod, I think we'll be right. 
Yeah, okay. When does Arsenal play? They usually play Sunday. Uh, I could I do know. a little earlier if it's better for you, but I know if if Arsenal's on, you're like unreachable. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're playing Saturday at three, but I could be have I? No, we've got sorry, it's Chelsea at five thirty on the Saturday, so Arsenal are done. Oh, so that's a good game. To be fair, there's actually only one game on Sunday. There's one game, Villa West Ham on Sunday and Spurs oh, Fulham on the Monday. So why don't we pod a bit early on the How uh, late Sunday? is that? Why can't I find it? How late Sorry. is the game? That's 4.30 kickoff, so that is like 11.30 for you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's good. That so, I mean, that game's kind of important for FPL. It's like every player people are looking at right now play but, on but those two perhaps teams. we could like pod while it's on or something I yeah okay sure yeah that, let's let, let's let's try and do that and that'll be better for me so i'm like yeah buddy. i'll be up i'll be up like really early in the morning so better than like podding till late at night time okay right, well man. anyway talking about podding for a long time we should uh, wrap this up mate uh this have is a why we week. don't pod on saturdays dude because there's more beers and sparkling water involved right it gets a little crazy. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> right have a good one pal see you soon right. bye-bye bye